What's up, y'all? It's Mitchell Tenpenny, and this is Chasing Birdies. Well, you listening out there right now. It's Thursday, and that means we got a new episode of Chasing Birdies. And today's episode is brought to you by Red Vanley. Dude, the pants. Red Vanley outfitting right now is on fire. Check them out at redvanley.com. Dude, what do you think about those shorts? The shorts and the joggers are incredible. Yeah. I feel like I can sleep in them. Yeah, you can't. And you check the vest out, but I mean, look at me in the vest. I've worn this for two straight days. Um, So it's good stuff. It's fun. I was actually, funny enough, I was in Chicago this past weekend. Some dude goes, hey, man, is that Red Vanley? And I said, it is. Meanwhile, he was you know, higher than a giraffe's vagina. And I said, it is. He said, I went to school with that dude. And I said, that's awesome, man. And he said, all right, I'll see you around. And I'm thinking to myself, bud, you're never going to see me but again. Never Why are you telling me this? Ever, ever. Why are you going to tell ever. me this? But. Oh, shoot. Nevertheless, so it's, they're good. It's good stuff. So it's Thursday. We are back in the saddle here on Chasing Birdies. You know, it's just, it's always good to get back here and doing this thing. And uh, I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I don't know about you, but the golf itch is kind of still, kind of still there a little bit, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I'm I'm going to peg it up well, today and and potentially tomorrow. Watching this drama unfold, John Rahm leaving that league, which I don't think there's drama surrounding it, but he would have been a great face to have in that whole new league with Rory and Tiger. Mm-hmm. He's out now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We're not going to read too much into that, but that's a little blow. It's a it's a little weird though, like the names of these like Boston Golf Club Society or whatever it's called. Uh huh. It's it's a little weird, but um, whatever. I I hope it's fun and and it's cool to watch. They've got some names in it, so that's good to see. I saw Tiger was caddying for his son this past weekend. Uh, It's always good to see Tiger on the bag. Like, what if that's his next thing, dude? Professional caddy. What if he's yeah Charlie's caddy? When Dude, what's the fucking shit he wears on his leg? Like he wears like a leg. Well, like, I think that's sock. because of the accident. He, it's. I mean, is it to cover up a scar? Might be to cover a scar or to keep the blood flow, so it's tight. You know, these NBA players, be. or maybe it's for a mm-hmm. look. I don't know. Well, I'll reach out to him. Let him. Let him know. So let him tell me. That video, you and I played fall golf a couple weeks ago at uh, your Yakagani Country Club. Uh, the Moose Club, which haven't played in a while. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you for taking me. Hey, bud, no problem. But You um, take me to Pikewood, I take you to the Moose Club. It's a fair trade-off. Truth, truth be told, the leaf blower was in a great addition to the day because the leaves, it was really difficult. So the leaf blower came into place. You put that video of me. I didn't even know you were taking a video of me. Uh, and you had the creative ability to caption it with the girls. And next thing you know, that thing's getting like 10,000, 15,000 views. Because you're yeah. making some some in in in, in some way, um, referring to a blow for your butt, and it's like yeah, it's a leaf blower though. So yeah, I mean, but you can put you you can read it yeah. a little bit, right? Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was good. But the the Steelers, nice win on Thursday for the boys a week ago. So um, I didn't think they were gonna get it done, but they did. Um, I'm going to go out and make a prediction. And this is a crazy prediction for you. All right. I think J.J. Watt comes out of retirement 
five games left, the Steelers, if there's hope, playoff hope, I think he comes out of retirement and plays football for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm. I don't know. I know he was there. I'm not and saying Cole because that. Dude, that knee injury to my man Cole Holcomb, it was gross. If you watch it real time, that thing. But the AFC North is stacked. I mean, Baltimore's just on a tear. Cincinnati's starting to heat up. Cleveland, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're they're Cleveland. And Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, is so hard to watch the games. I mean, I don't know what they There's are no thinking, the what they're seeing. Like, you look at a guy like USC. Their defensive coordinator has been terrible. And guess what? Gone. You look at the Las Vegas Raiders. What happens there? They fire the GM. They fire everyone. Clean house. Pittsburgh. It don't happen. It's like, let's just trust the process. Well, the problem is the process isn't working. So what are you trusting? I, I'm not a coach. I'm not, I'm not the owner. But my point is, as a fan, it is fucking terrible to watch these games. It's like watching glorified high school football. Which I do want to say to the interim GM, congratulations to Champ Kelly. He was next door neighbors to my sister at the University of Kentucky. Played football for UK. One of the funniest dudes out there is now the interim GM for the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, congrats to you, Champ. You're probably not listening, but at least I said it. Yeah, good, good. That's great. And Uh, on... Today's episode, yeah. dude. I mean, Mitchell Tenpenny. Uh, we got the CMAs that happened yesterday. Uh, there's other award shows going on in Nashville. My man was just in Pinehurst. Did you see that? Tobacco yeah. Road. Mm-hmm. Pegging mm-hmm. it up. Um, he was actually part of, I guess, my tequila. Yeah, he got you hooked on it. Yeah. He got Which me we hooked. Talk about it. We talk about that. We talk about that. We talk about music. We talk about Jordans. We talk about Pokemon. So it was a fun interview with him. And frankly, if you're not a country music fan, you know what his songs are. My man's on a rocket ship, and yeah, Mitchell was just a performer. He brings that rock aspect into country music. It's so good, man. He's such a good dude. Had so many good things going for him outside of music, uh, which we get into. So... I think right now, but why don't we just roll it on over here to Mitchell Tenpenny on Chasing Birdies. All right, guys, welcome back here to another episode of Chasing Birdies. We're joined <laughs> by a longtime friend. Finally, man, we got you on the show. Mitchell Tenpenny joining us today. Yeah. What's shaking, baby? Dude, what's up, guys? Nothing. We're here in Toledo. I'm in the back corner of a uh, of a locker room somewhere <laughs> trying to find a hockey, a so, hockey locker room huh? a hockey locker room baby so we're here yeah you know those days ah that, that the, the Ash that, and i were teammates hockey teammates till we were about six oh. years old we both hung the skates up at like six <laughs> so <laughs> well yeah we just uh i in nashville we did not have hockey growing up so um i t- cannot skate for anything so it's pretty bad, but I am a massive Predators fan since we have had a team, so that's been good. Well, you're Predators, you're the Titans. Yeah, I'm just Alabama. a Nashville boy. Alabama, though? Well, well, my my family's from originally from Alabama. My uncle played for Bear Bryant back in the day, so wow. I definitely root, root for Alabama. And then my granddad played for Vanderbilt, so I've got the SEC going on pretty much, but Titans all the way, although Shoot. we suck this year. That was bad last weekend or whenever they played Baltimore. My man, he got hurt. And it's then just, get, just not good. 
pure <sighs> disgust coming from him right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just bad to watch. It's hard to watch. And But anyway. Well, anyway, I mean, it's... we can empathize with you, dude. I mean, Steelers right now are just a disaster. Oh, we're hanging on by a thread over here. Uh, That's true. But y'all have had good seasons. Y'all had, you know, the heyday. You had been for forever. We just haven't had anything since 2000. Yeah. Like any, well, we have one decent season, I guess, but it was Kerry Collins who kind of got us there by accident. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Derrick Henry's still a stud, though, man. Yeah, I know. Mean, we're wasting the best years of our of one of the greatest running yeah. backs. It's just, anyway, sorry. Well, I you guys even have Najee Harris, and we'll take Henry. I love Najee. He's great. Yeah, well, Alabama maybe not, boy. Not, yeah. At Alabama, he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, well, man. It's, it's good to see you again. I mean, um, the first time we met was on a golf course. That's true. Yeah, me yeah. and me, you know, Thomas. Thomas, we had a we had an incredible group. It was uh, you, Thomas Archer, Devin Dawson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Devin too. Yeah. Ray, was Ray Ray there? Ray Fulcher was there. I think. Oh, Ray Fulcher. Ray Fulcher came a little late. I mean, uh, we had a we had a good old time at Troubadour, and um, wow. my first tequila day. First time I ever had tequila. <laughs> yeah. First like, ever, yeah. Oh wait, it, remember? It legit was yes. Oh my gosh, I, yes. I thought you were joking, dude. No, that it's, is a place. That's a place to have your first tequila because they have it in the ground. And everywhere. I got bombed. <laughs> he ever ever since then, dude. He's a different man. Like with tequila, oh like his gifts <laughs> now, does. he passes out tequila as gifts. My birthday was this past week. My man <laughs> bought me a bottle of tequila. I'm like, hey, bye, thanks. That's hilarious. And last year he got me tequila too. Um, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> Troubadour does funny things to you. And, yes, it does. Uh, I mean, there was one point in the round where I was taking a deep, and Mitchell looked at me and said, you're, you're playing really good, huh, bud? And I said, well, baby's sleeping right now. So we we... <laughs> We drank a lot more tequila and very, barely finished, but it was good. So that was my first introduction to you, and it's been fun ever since. <laughs> um, you love golf. Yes. I mean, you just went to Betnardi, got fit for putters. Yes, thank you for that, man. That was awesome. And to be honest, I have been putting better. It is this the truth. It's not just a, Isn't not it just placebo. It's right. not just placebo, man. It's true. That putter, like having something actually fitted to you, yeah. like – but so I first, you know, just three years ago, it was the first time I got my, you know, irons and, and a driver fitted to me. And that changed the whole game, but never touched a putter. And then uh, the Betnardi putters, man, it's just, I don't know. It really has changed my game. It's just, it just fits right. It feels right. The ball doesn't hop. I didn't realize when you were watching it how, how much the ball jumps, jumps off of the ground. And just um, reducing that. Putters. Yeah. When reducing that, gets the ball moving a little quicker on the ground, rotation. And it's just by bending of the putter. It's insane. Absolutely, yeah. It's nuts, man. So thank you for that, uh, for that hookup, man. It's been awesome. Shaved a couple strokes off my game. It just gives you confidence. Good. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah. Golf's one of those games, though, man. You just stay chasing, right? Like everything you do, even songwriting, even performing, like you're always trying to elevate your ability to a degree, and and being able to have the Absolutely. right clubs really helps. Yeah, yeah, and just like, you know, it's like getting a new guitar, new clubs. They bring out a little little something each, a little something in you. It gives you that boost of confidence that, I, I don't know what it is, but you're always, like you said, you're always chasing it. It's uh, yeah, it's one of those sports and just like fishing, songwriting, like you can, 
you can have like a few bad days, but when you hit that one good thing, that one good lyric, that whatever, it just keeps you coming back and golf, especially at this age. And as much as we tour, like chasing, like (laughs) for lack of better terms or chasing that feeling is Mm -hmm. everything to me these days. And it's a, it's a good getaway for you too. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just, I love being outside and, um, it's a good way to explore where you're at, you know, touring a lot. You, you know, you're on the buses and sometimes you just don't get, get out of it. You're kind of, you go to sound check, you kind of hang around that area. So golf has been an awesome, an awesome way to get to explore the cities we're around and just kind of get out of that area of the venue. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that would get a little bit taxing just being monotonous. It does. In, in it just way. gets so redundant. Yeah. It gets so monotonous, redundant. And so it's, it's been good. Obviously your music career is taken off and you're on a freaking rocket ship dude you freaking rocked thank you again last christmas man you and george came up to morgantown west virginia yeah christmas party man and and everyone everyone still to this day like literally two weeks ago my broker was like well i heard mitchell on the highway again today he's really (laughs) taking off i'm like taking off man my man's on a rocket ship and oh man no you guys are uh you guys are doing good things man so life balance work everything going good for you right now though in essence yeah man um you know we got three more on this jason aldean tour and then uh we do three headlining shows in the middle of november and we're done so we're at the end and you know it's just like back in the day when you're in school and it gets around christmas time where you kind of start your body just starts your brain starts shutting down and you got to find that little bit of energy each night. So we're definitely tired. It's been a great year, um, but I'm ready for that break. And, uh, you know, I finally get to have my honeymoon with my wife a year later, too. We're going go to go to Hawaii. And so there's just a lot to look forward to, uh, but also a little bittersweet that the year is almost over for us. And we've been going to we've been playing shows to December, like you said, like 22nd or 23rd of last six years. So I took December off. I was like, not anymore this year. Um, I'm going to hang out with my wife and family yeah. and, and do all that. Yeah, no, that's, again, I mean, that's your life, that's your career, and, and everyone, no matter what they're doing, man, it's like you always look forward to that time to where you can just kind of sit back and be a human again, not have oh, to absolutely. be this this figure, so to speak. Um, but, you know. Well, and that, for you, though, for I mean, he keeps mentioning his wife, and his wife is a country music artist as well. Yeah. So they're really... Uh, two ships in the middle of the night passing because yeah. they're probably never seen each other. <laughs> it's Monday and Tuesdays, maybe, and it's uh, so yeah. We're getting that quality time together here. It's, it's you know much. I'm looking forward to it a lot, and I know she has. We miss each other, so it's going to be good. But not complaining. We love what we do, and this is what we signed up for. And um, it's been awesome to have somebody that gets it, you know, and I get it for her, and so it's been great. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome, man. Um, as, and she understands what you guys got to do. So at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. you know, it kind of works and balances. Absolutely. How, how's your uh, how's your J collection going on? Remember last time we were talking, man, <laughs> you, you were into those things, man. You still stocking them up or what? Yeah, that's the problem right now. Um, just finding room. <laughs> it's it's a bad uh, it's a bad thing. I got a lot of a lot of Jordans being out here on the road too. DJ Silver's out here. He's a huge sneaker guy. So, oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Those are, Did you see those these? Are sick. Are those the new golf ones? Look at those. The, the, the Olympic. Those are sick. Oh, yep. my God. Yeah. I'm going to garden those these are, things. Those are all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's the problem, too. It's like golf, getting now that Jordan Jordan got into the golf game, the golf shoe game. 
and now you're just loading up on those as well. And so I, I just got to, the problem is finding room to store all this stuff. So uh, we want to start building a house soon. Not the closet. I got to make a closet. That's going to be a for shoes. Housing shoes. Yeah. Housing shoes for sure. So do you like wearing the Jordans more on stage? I mean, I know that you wear them a lot more and I owe you a pair. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, freaking wife. Like can't control her alcohol. Um, <laughs> no, you don't. But, That's hilarious. Um, I do have something. I'm going to go get something. I mean, my wife wore one of your big straw hats out of your tour bus. It's in my garage somewhere. Like Nice. Thing. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's hilarious. Cowboy boots. Do, do you like them? Do you not like them? Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I mean, there's, there's a time for them. So the reason I really got into sneakers, I've always loved Jordans, but um, since I was a kid, that's, you know, I wore Iversons when I played basketball and Jordans. And, uh, but like cowboy boots were what I used to wear all the time on stage, but they're so slick on the soles that I kept tripping on stage. And so I started wearing sneakers and it just kind of stuck. I knock on wood where there's wood. Um, I haven't fallen on stage since I've worn, worn sneakers. So that's kind of been why I started doing the Jordan thing about seven years, six, seven years ago. And I'm just started a collection because of it. And, uh, yeah, it keeps me upright on stage. <laughs> it's such an addiction, though. It's like, well, it is. You like you 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 talk you talk yourself into buying another pair of Jordans, like golf shoes. Like, I don't need yeah. another pair of golf shoes, and here we are. We're buying another pair of golf shoes, Jordans. Yeah, just because it's Jordan, like the Travis Scott thing. I mean, yeah, I sat there like an idiot all day long. Did you oh, get them? Hopefully, em? they pull my no, bud. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the golf thing's a little easier for me to say no to because I'm gonna get them very dirty in golf. I just like. I'm thinking about my shoes and I can't think about golf. So like I will not spend a lot of money on Jordan golf shoes. I, you know, when I, I can't do the Travis Scott Jordan golf shoes. If I'm going to spend that, then I'm just going to go get another shoe that I want to wear out in public that I can keep cleaner. Right. Yeah. golf, golf's a sport, man. And, I, and when I'm, when I'm playing sports, I'm giving my body to the team, baby. So I'm yeah. going to get dirty. It's going to, it's going to be uh I just, in my mind, I, I don't want to wreck those shoes. So I don't have a problem buying expensive golf shoes. I'll say that. Yeah, you know, with the with the way these shoes are made now, I mean, honestly, the the Jordans look great and phenomenal, but shit, I, you could get a classic pair of golf shoes. They're still comfy. You know what I yeah. mean? They don't, they don't look cool. They don't look cool, but they're effective. Yeah, kind of. Well, it comes you know? into the look good, feel good, play good too. I mean, there's a little bit of that. So um, right, but like I got the I, I wear the Jordan Low ones mostly on the golf course. I mean, you can get those for 120 bucks to to 220 dollars. Like yeah, depending on what what style it is. I mean. So that's that's not too bad, and they last pretty long. So, yeah, no, I, I Jonathan, he's always good about that. As a good friend, he's always sending me. He's like, dude, these are dropping today, ten o'clock, and it's like, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I'm I'm gonna wait for that well, or not. But it's, <laughs> he's he's the perfect size. He's like a size ten or nine and a half. What are you? Yeah, nine, nine and a half. So nobody's really. I mean, oh, I'm, nine. That's great. Yeah, size I'm twelve. I'm a twelve, yeah. and that's like the most common Jordan size. And so yeah, 11, it's just, 11 to 12 is hard to get. Yeah. It's so, the worst. It's unfortunate. So where, uh, this summer, man, you've been, you've been out on the road a good bit. Did you get, uh, get out to any good tracks along your journeys? You, did, you were supposed to play Muirfield last week, correct? Or, yes. Unfortunately, or, or two days ago. Yeah. Unfortunately we had to do last second radio stuff. Um, you know, it's the end of the year and we got a single that's just, uh, breaking top 15 right now, which is great. So, you go, you got to visit these stations and do the yeah. thing. And I was, 
uh, that that one kind of broke my heart, and not not because radio, but because um, he was sending pictures of that course, and it was just absolutely <laughs> gorgeous, man. I I just I felt bad in my stomach, but um, yeah, we've we got to play some awesome places this year. Um, do the Grove Twenty Three here pretty soon. Actually, it's coming up. Um, Jordan's course, so yeah, I'm I'm taking a. I already told I'm like that pro shop's going to get some damage done to it. There. It's going to hurt, <laughs> huh? For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, where did we play? We played Pelican uh, Pelican Hill not too long ago. Where uh, and I'm getting a chance to play Augusta next year for the first time, so I'm super stoked about that. Did Pebble Spyglass uh, Spanish Bay? Oh my god! So so a few yeah had some good courses this year so far. Have you ever been over to Bandon Dunes? I'm not. I want to bad. I play on video games. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's real. That's real. Yeah. Um, it probably gives you a good look. I went for the first time this year, dude, and I, I was. I was impressed. I've said this before on the podcast because um, it's kind of fresh in my mind, but it's such a dope place, you know, to take eight or 12 guys. You don't feel yeah. like you don't have to travel to Europe to get good links golf, and there's four of them there. Um, right. So, you know, it's. Uh, it definitely makes for a good trip, but yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of the, the factor with golf, man, is it just links you with people that you sometimes never expect that you would link with. Like me talking to you right now, honestly, if it weren't for golf, yeah. we would not be talking. Oh, it's so true, man. And it's, uh, that's why I got my wife into it. You know, I grew up playing with my dad. That was kind of our thing. Um, but I've gotten more business done and more friends playing golf than anything. And so, I told my wife during COVID, I was like, you should learn to play golf. She never grew up. So I got her some I got her some sticks for Christmas and she's an athlete. So she learned pretty quick and now she's out on every charity event. She's doing That's things awesome. like when she comes into town, she can play with, you know, radio and, and, and just make that real connection. It's been awesome to see. It truly is a, a, a connector. And uh I don't, that's that's another real big reason I love it. It's like you get there's not really many other things that you can get four hours with somebody to just chill and get to know each other better. Um, it's kind of a special thing, man, and um, it's something that I know is going to you know continue to connect to me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, and so that I was trying to explain to her how important that was. And I've already, she's already seen the benefits of it. Yeah, getting a wife in good graces with with the golf. <laughs> Um, absolutely absolutely yes <laughs> my, my, my lady now just travels with me you know to where we're going you know and it's like yeah at the end of the day i'm still golfing for four hours but she's at least out of you know where we are she's with other people meeting people so it's kind of a right. segue but pep you there bud you having some issues no i'm here I'm okay here. <laughs> I, I had a i had a pop-up pop-up here and said peppy has multiple windows open so I was a little confused by that. I was just well, seeing two times. I've seen his face twice. It's all good. Yeah. You guys want to see it three over. times or what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, um, what else? You, what else are you into, man? Like you were a pretty entrepreneurial type guy, man. I remember just talking with you a little bit. Like you, you're more than just music. I mean, you have a pretty creative yeah. side to you. But like, what, 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 what else about Mitchell Tenpenny that people might not know about? Uh, well, I love Pokemon still. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> No, man, I just, I like to be a part of, you know, things that I'm passionate about. So, like, for me, you know, songwriters, um, I started a publishing company and a record label years ago, and I've gotten to sign some of my favorite songwriters. And this year, one of the songwriters I signed has 
song of the year. He wrote Hard Like a Truck for um, Laney Wilson. And so, um, and me and him wrote songs. We've been writing forever. We've written, you know, we wrote Bitches together. We wrote, I mean, that's just one. So last night he got to come on stage and sing with me. But but to have your friends and to get to sign your friends. And I got to sign my brother this year and then watch them succeed. Like I said, like when we heard that he had song of the year, I just couldn't be more proud because he, he's always deserved it. And, um, and for us to be able to give him that opportunity is, is, um, I don't know, super humbling for me. So I love doing stuff like that. You know, we got some, we're about to hopefully partner with a tequila brand and uh, we got a can, we got a cannabis line that we got coming out, um, that we got to make our own strain with. So, um, I don't know. I just like, I like being a part of things that are interesting to me. Yeah. Interesting to me, man, for sure. So do you really like Pokemon still? I love Pokemon, dude. I just got a tattoo uh, Gyarados up there the other day. <laughs> my son is obsessed with Pokemon, and he just uh, came home with a gold a gold card that was six hundred. And I'm like, I'm putting this thing yeah. on eBay, and he started crying. And <laughs> some kid on his bus ended up getting in a trade, which was probably my son because he doesn't know what he's doing. But the kid has a fifteen thousand yeah. dollar card. On the bus, it happened. Oh. I Wait. wonder what card. A fifteen thousand dollars card would only be like fifteen thousand dollars card. This card, yeah, like a first edition Charizard or something like that. That's crazy. If they, he has that, and you know what, my son was probably the one that traded it, and here we are, fifteen thousand dollars less. Wait, wait, he's the one who. No, I'm to? saying I, my I, son I, doesn't know what he's doing, but he oh, he probably did. Well, that's how I got my first Charizard in uh, third grade. Was I traded somebody who didn't know what they were doing? <laughs> so here we are. You're 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 preying on the weak. I'm like my kid. No, man. I, well, I was a kid too. So I mean, I think you're preying on each. You're, you're just trying to get through life, dude. These... No, I, I I need to know what card it is. You need to. You need I'll to let find me know out because I'm super interested. Yeah, yeah I'll I'm, find I'm out not, what it is. I'm I'm interested too, Pep. That's because well, I know his dad. It's it's it, my buddy Mark Torgen. It's his son. Yeah, he he. Uh, so I'll have to talk to him and and ask him if he'll let me borrow the card. Never see it again. These kids now, man, they're trading everything, man. Um, my <laughs> man Ben, he took he took Ashley's gold bracelet, which wasn't you know that real, and traded in for a Michael Jordan like cartoon character card. My man, she's looking for a bracelet. She's all work, and he traded it. Dang, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah should- I mean. I, I miss I miss growing up and like getting your neighbors together and just seeing what everybody's collecting at that age and just kind of doing things like just trading things as kids like I, there's nothing like it I miss it and I guess that's why I still collect Pokemon cards and stuff like that the nostalgia of it I yeah. just love I love opening a pack and just you know whenever you have a hit or something like that it's I don't know it just brings back those those memories man those that peace of mind do you remember Pogs? I was just gonna oh, say have, that. I have, I have, a, you know, a million of them, dude. dude yeah. Me and me and Megan got. We, I had a bunch stored, but during COVID, me and Megan bought about another thousand and played during COVID. It was so much fun. Yeah. You know what we should do is well, and, yeah. and you just did a cornhole tournament for yeah. your charity, and we'll get into that. But how about a celebrity pog tournament? <laughs> That it'd have to be old celebrities, like old school, because <laughs> yeah. because uh, I don't think these kids these days know what pogs are. But uh, and, yeah, I remember going to the gas station with my grandma and, and getting pogs and getting slammers. Slammers, and, 
Yeah. Uh, the slammers were the coolest things, man. So yeah, I miss pogs. I actually asked my parents a couple months ago, I'm like, do I, do you still have my pogs? And my dad sent me pictures <laughs> of all of them. I'm like, fucking right. Those are kind of yeah. cool. I mean, it's weird though. You know, life, we get older and <laughs> things change. Like kids now, like having the technology they have compared to when we had it is like, it's kind of scary in a way, but yeah, I can't see kids playing pogs when they have iPads, but uh, yeah, it's insane. It's 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 a different world for sure. It is a different world, and you know, like I just mentioned, your your charity, um, it's near and dear to your heart. Tell us a little bit about your charity and the event that just happened. You had a lot of guys there yeah. playing uh, cornhole. <laughs> yeah, so we started the cornhole part of it two years or last year. It went great, and this year even better. And um, you know, raised over a hundred thousand dollars this year. And it's, it's just very humbling, man. I, you know, I lost my dad to cancer and my, my aunt's going through it. My mom, you know, called me and my brother last year and I was, I was writing a song. She goes, Hey, I need you to go pick your brother up and come over to the house. And I knew exactly what that phone call was. Um, I go get my brother. I was like, Rafe, look, I, I don't know. But the last time we got this phone call, it was dad telling us he had cancer. So we get there. Mom says she has cancer. And I was like, man, we got to, we're going to do it different this year. We're going to, this time we're going to figure it out. And so we started the 10 penny fund for, for me the, to help with the mental side of cancer, to fight it mentally, to battle it mentally. There's tons of money and you know, funds going into the drugs and research, but we know that this part up here is so important for so many different things. So that's where we focus. And then uh, on my birthday this year, mom called me cancer free. So oh man, it's, it's awesome. really, it's yeah. Thank you, man. And, I, and yeah. I want that story for, for others and I want that for everyone else. So yeah, basically what we want to do is, you know, give you free therapy and free, you know, free help to talk to somebody to get you mentally prepared to battle. Um, and that's where I've seen the most success when people go into it, ready to go up here. So that's kind of what we focus on. And it's been a, been a journey and been great so far and more, more to come for sure. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, thank no, that's, that. uh, no, thank you, man. That's it's, I hate cancer, man. Fuck cancer. Yeah. It's, it's sad, you know, because it, we take life for granted, but there's people out there right now that don't know wh- how much longer they're going to be here because they're fighting this illness. Yeah. yeah they're um, battling this bullshit thing that we can definitely, we can get rid of if, ever, if we, uh, there's a, there's a lot of things to it too. There's a lot of things besides just, um, you know, there's, they, people make more money treating cancer than curing cancer. So there's a lot of, you're battling a lot of stuff that you can't out of your control. And this is one thing you can't control. And when people give their hard earned money to, you know, to a foundation, I want to make sure that I know exactly where that dollar is going. And so, yeah, anyway, we're, uh, we're really excited about the future of this and uh, what it's already done. So thank you guys. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. Now your <clears throat> tour for next year. Have you, yeah. <laughs> do you know what it is, who it is with? Yeah, man. We, uh, we're going to be doing stadiums with Luke Combs. <laughs> I can't oh, wait. Okay. Man. Luke Combs. And then right after that, me and Jordan Davis, we're going out and doing arenas together. And then we get to do our headline tour after that. I am so excited for touring next year. Jordan Davis, one of my best friends. I love Luke Combs to death. We're good buddies. And to think that we get to go play, you know, like I got to do uh, Seattle Seahawks Stadium and Nashville and Tennessee Titans Stadium with Luke last year. Oh, my God. And those are just those are just so 
it's just a whole different thing, man. It's so nuts. And it's amazing to get to be on a full tour. Yeah, man. It's it's gonna be we're very, very excited. Well the they're they're coming to State College. And that's oh, yeah. be rocking. When you're home, when you're so you playing at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee, your home where you are. Yeah. And it's showtime, man. And it's showtime. And you hear those those fans screaming. Because you're in Nashville, is there anything different about your routine or your thoughts? Like, because you know people are there that you know. Like, is it a little more? Are, yeah. Do you have more adrenaline? More adrenaline, more nerves, um, for sure. Because you get in a routine playing anywhere. Like, you're playing, you play the same sets generally on tours. Like, you play, you know, you just get comfortable. But when there's people you know, especially family, especially like going out there and be like, there could literally be anyone here from my middle school all the way to the high That's school. Crazy, yeah. about, like, and that gets in your head a little bit. So you want to play a little better. So you start overthinking a little more. And, uh, you know, when you start thinking on stage is when it, when you, when you mess up. It's, and so you, the hometown shows are always the hardest for that reason. Um, cause yeah, you, I just start getting in my head like, are, are we playing good? Are they going to, are they going to think it's worth it? <laughs> are they going to still make fun of me when I picked up a guitar in third grade and said I wanted to be a musician? Mm-hmm. Like you get that stuff goes into your head, man. But uh, they end up always being great at the end, and um, it, it's so cool to play your hometown and get that support, man. You get so many texts and DMs and stuff afterwards. Ticket request uh, from, from old friends. Yeah, <laughs> well, t- that part's always yeah. But you, there's no tickets in Nashville. Let me just say our labels and everybody between mothers and labels, there aren't any. So yeah, but a million come in for sure. Anywhere else, I got you. But yeah, Nashville, it's just impossible. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's like when we were when we were playing pickup hockey, midget league hockey. But we had to leave two at will call every night. (laughs) Yeah, two will call all the time. I mean, it was absolutely nonstop. Dad, mom, I got your two tickets at will call. That's Um, right. And that's the thing that you talk to a lot of these professional athletes, and then when they play in their hometowns, it's like the best worst thing. And you talk to them, it's like the worst things because now I have friends that I've never had before that want tickets (laughs) every single game, and they think that you get them for free every single time and it's yeah. not the case so no no you only get allocated so many but because um, i mean you got to make money out there too to pay back for the the, I mean, that's gear, the, goal, the semi right? everything so yeah i mean i mean and it's and there's also just you want your you want the real fans to have good seats so like you give them all away then um you know it's just one of those things but but and they go fast and they go super fast so yeah that is the that's the curse of the hometown show for sure Growing up, Nashville, Tennessee, you're in country music uh, with an incredible foundation, uh, with a business mind, with a Jordan collection, with a watch collection. <laughs> um, what's been the coolest thing so far, man? Man, it, I don't want to sound cliche or lame, but I think I think getting married, man, and start, getting ready to start a family. I know that you're sitting there with two kids and it's hard, but I, I want I want that next that next step in life. But I mean, besides that, besides th- that, the seriousness, I mean, getting to hear your song on the radio, I think for me, and hear, or being live and hearing your song sung back to you, something that you wrote in a little room in Nashville, um, that's that's probably the greatest feeling in the world, as in my life right now. Like I said, when we have kids, maybe that feeling changes, but but yeah, hearing your song on the radio and hearing it sung back, man, it's, 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 it's the chasing birdie part of it. Well, yeah. it's, that's the, that's that's it. I'll be honest, Mitchell. I'm only about four hours from Toledo, and um, 
I can drop these two off for you. You can you can babysit <laughs> for a couple of days, and we'll we'll get we'll come hey, back and get them. I'll put headphones on them, sit them right there on stage. My son will be giving you away hey. cards. <laughs> Good, we'll do it. <laughs> you guys can sit there and play we'll, Pokemon. We'll, I don't know how we'll to play. trade. I don't, you know, I don't know how to play the game, but I trade you. And you know, we talked about in the earlier in the podcast about golf, and and again, you know, if it wasn't for golf. We're not sitting here talking or uh, having being friendship friends and and all that. What is golf? I mean, outside of getting to play with your friends and drink tequila, what does golf do for you when you're out yeah. there? Well, that's that mental thing. I get back to it for me. It's that that shut off. Um, just get some time to yourself, your friends, whoever you're out there with. To me, it's that reset. Um, being outdoors does that for me too, but. Yeah, I generally don't have my phone on when I'm playing golf, so mm-hmm. I'm 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 out there to reset and just have fun. Yeah, and in that in today's world, being able to unplug like that <laughs> is such a freaking yeah. hard thing to do, but it's needed. It is hard. It's unplugging is so needed, man. I did this trip in college where uh, we went a thousand miles from Knoxville, Tennessee, Neyland, Neyland Stadium, all the way down the river into the Gulf of Mexico, and we. We all put our phones away in these boats and we camped every night and we locked them up and, and we wow. documented it. So for three, and I'll never be able to do that again, but for three weeks, <laughs> had no, had no cell phone, just got out to nature and hung out with our friends. And it was the most incredible thing. So I try to do that in the small possible amounts I can, like maybe three hours at a time instead of three weeks. But that reset, that getaway from being on call to the world is so important, man. There's yeah. no reason we should be on call to the world. No. Um, and so like it's that reset is golf for me. That's kind of my three, four hours where I'm like, I don't look at my phone, I reset, and then you get back to real world. We got to, but that's been golf for me the last few years. You know what I like about golf and especially like now, literally right now, what I like about golf is I feel like the stigma of golf being a privileged sport, a rich man's sport, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like that has completely gone out the window. And I like that because we have guys like you, yes. musicians. We have guys Absolutely. like Steph Curry, athletes. We have, you know, influencers who are adding this coolness to the game of golf. We're listening to music now. Jordan's pumping out these shoes. Yeah. You can and wear like, hoodies on the golf yeah, exactly. course. You can wear hoodies. <laughs> yeah. Golf is in such a good yeah. place. And 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 I respect the traditionalism to a degree or a, a, sure. all the time when I'm playing, I respect the game. And I understand there's yeah. places that you can't do certain things. But at the end of the day, golf is in such a good spot as a global sport, yeah. more now than ever. Uh, and it's because of people like you. Truly. Man, well, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how much my influence is, but thank you. I think I agree with you. I we've the one thing we have to do though is we have to teach the respect of the course, the the course, how to play and how to treat the course right, how to treat the greens right, how to do that. I want everyone to get out there. I don't care what you wear. It's like growing up in church. It's like God doesn't care if I wear a collared shirt today. He just wants me there, right? Right. And so I, we want everyone there. But when you're sitting down, you know, when you go to church, you sit down in the church pew, you behave. You be polite. You listen. You don't cause a scene. Uh, you keep the peace. And I think that's the same thing. I don't think, you know, I know there's certain courses where, you know, the traditionalism's there, but like you can come out, be who you are. You know, you can wear, wear a nice hood, you know, wear a nice hoodie, do your thing, but treat the course right. Mm-hmm. Don't leave trash everywhere. Don't make, you know, don't run your card up on the green. Just we need, we need to teach people that respect of the game mm-hmm. more than 
where they thought it was like, oh, I've got to wear, you know, a collared shirt tucked in with a belt every single time. And, you know, that turned a lot of people away. That's what gave it that stigma. It's like, well, let's get away from that, but we don't need to get away from the what it is. It's just a beautiful place that people work very hard on, very hard on the greenkeepers. And we've got to, I want to teach people more respect on the course. That is one of my biggest pet peeves when I go Me too, and play around golf is like, fix your ball marks. Yeah. You know, and not just fix yours, but go and fix another one. That yeah. You see. I, I'm you see, if you see one, fix it. Yeah. All the time. How hard is that? Right. It's not, well, it's not, but I'd say, I think it's just an uneducated part of it. That's when you get, we're getting a lot of new players, which is awesome, but they didn't grow up learning that first. And that's the difference. So it's like, it, it is kind of our job to show, show that when we get out with people, show that that's what we do too. And just kind of make a, um, you know, people are always watching, I say. So just kind of make an example of, of what, what it should look like when you're out there. Yeah, for sure. And drink tequila, too. <laughs> and drink tequila. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah, so um, our buddy Brandon, oh, drink tequila, drink tequila. No, I don't want tequila. I don't, it just, you know, I had that in my head from college, the tequila I was drinking there. It's changed so much. So now <laughs> I drink tequila Casamigos Blanco on the rocks with an orange peel, and so oh yeah, the oranges. Ooh yeah. So the Pepe. So all, so my buddy, <laughs> one buddy goes, oh, you're yeah. drinking a Pepe. So they order it, and Brandon's like, dude, this is the same guy. Now he's naming a drink after himself, and <laughs> he didn't even want it. That's so awesome. The Pepe. The Pepe. Oh, I like it, man. We'll uh, we'll have us a Pepe next time we play. Oh man, I can't wait for for a little Casamigos, kick the feet up, and light a cigar and hit. Dude, we oh, have yeah. we have to play next summer. Like, there's no. Oh, it's done, done deal. We'll do it. I mean, we have to. We'll, do it. we'll get out. Um, we'll come to you know, one thing I want to say. I want to say this briefly here is I love the fact that you're wearing a Metallica T-shirt right now. <laughs> I, Hell yeah, man! No, but that's the point. Like, yeah, you got that on, and I'm sure there's some influence from that on your music. And man, I'm a I'm a rock guy. Yeah, um, I I love I come I used to play drums and I was a screamer in a band like I come from metal you know I'm born and raised in Nashville grew up in the country music scene so country music's always home for me but I love rock music man so a lot of our our crew and band um, our tour manager is the biggest Metallica fan in the in the planet that I've known he's yeah. got over like seventy t shirts all he wears is a different Metallica shirt each day which is funny yeah um, but uh, yeah we just you know we we like to rock up our show too man like i we're not no you do you know if you come see us live we like to do it you know a little bit more and not even the show that y'all we got to play for y'all but like turn up the amps a little bit louder and i don't know which i just i just that's what i grew up in live music loving is is, is a good rock show so yeah man always trying to always trying to support me too me too love it oh yeah um all right, guys, we're joined here with Mitchell Tenpenny. My man, it's been so awesome just connecting with you briefly. I, I do appreciate you. Um, of course, man. On Thank here you. With us on Chasing Birdies. But we're going we're gonna to turn this over to our last segment of the show called the Tap-In Segment presented by Bettinardi Golf. Check them out online at bettinardi.com. Jonathan's going to ask you some questions. My man, take it away. All right. Let's go. What piece of advice would you give yourself as a kid? Uh, for me right now, um patience to truly learn that there's patience that things don't happen in your timeline um that that doesn't mean they're not going to happen that they probably will if you keep working hard but just just worry worry about stay stay in the course stay in the course has been everything for me 
Favorite pair of Jordans that you own? <laughs> I think the UNC uh, off-white ones are, are pro- probably my favorite. And then the Grape 4s. Those are hard. I just love the Grape. Uh, I mean, sorry, the Grape 5. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry. Um, that, that silhouette is one mm. of my favorites. And uh, the Grapes are sweet. What is one watch that you hope to own one day? <laughs> one watch that I hope to own would be a Panda Daytona, Paul Newman. <laughs> That's that would be a holy grail for me. That or not or some kind of Pat Patek Nautilus one day. Yeah, that's that's they're both hot right now. So yeah. All right. Favorite thing about golf? <sighs> oh, the quiet, the quiet. It's my favorite thing. The quiet, the peace. Unless I'm in your group and I don't, I talk nonstop. So. <laughs> that's still quiet to me. That's quiet. <laughs> quiet. Quiet can be you yelling and everybody screaming and having fun. Quiet means getting away from the world. All right, last one, most important one. What are you chasing? <laughs> yeah, man. So, like I said earlier, I'm chasing the family now, man. I think that's what I want next. That's that's the next part of my life, and um, chasing being a good husband and uh, hopefully a good father here pretty soon. That's awesome, man. I love it, man. I love it, my man. Thanks again, Mitchell. Um, y'all are awesome, man. Thank you. And we got to get on the course, baby. Let's go do it. We got to. Amen. Mitchell Tenpenny awesome interview thank you my man for coming on podcast I've been trying to get that done for a little bit um, but he's a busy man he's touring um, so it was fun to have him on dude the Pokemon things are real thick <laughs> you guys I, I lost me you, like, yeah I mean I just found out the other day how to tell a fake Pokemon card from a real Pokemon card and here Parker's sitting on a lot of fake Pokemon cards. Please. Well, yeah. I mean, and you're talking about that $15,000 card. I'm like, bud, you, you should really investigate that because for you, it might not be something. It might be something you want to trade Parker. Like, hey, let me get that card and I'll give you this card. He don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know but next thing you know, you can, you can put a simulator. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. Take that thing. Yeah. No, it was awesome though, Mitchell. Thanks for coming on, my man. And um, Betnardi too. I mean, he did you see he posted got something him. the other day, Betnardi Golf. So he's giving the boys a shout out over there. So it's good, man. I, I, everybody's connecting. And it's that's what's so fun about this is that we're connecting a bunch of people together and it's a lot of fun doing it. Well, that's what John Ashworth always says about his company, Link Soul. Golf links souls together. And that's how the name came about. That is so true. Mm-hmm. That is so true, man. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And look at you. You went down last week to a little place in Georgia which I won't I won't say the name of it but it starts with with something to do with a fruit that grows on a tree and you run into people there and they're like oh man that, that was pretty cool I, I will say that was pretty cool that yeah. um, some guys came up to me and said that they, they enjoy the podcast and, and Magnolia Golf Company for all you guys check it out my man has a cool logo at Magnolia Golf Company uh, I met him there, and we just chit-chat a little bit. So we might be doing some stuff together with mm-hmm. them in the future. Maybe a, a master's release or something. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but. Well, I will say I know this. where we're playing golf tomorrow, bud. Well, with, with Mitchell being now on the podcast, and he he hasn't got to experience Nemecolin yet. Um, but for you listeners out there, you know our love for Nemecolin Resort in Farmington, Pennsylvania. And you go to nemacolon.com, check it out. The lodge is absolutely incredible. 
I mean, off the hook. And then the renovation's coming for the chateau here in, in a month or two. But the point being is the weather's still great. The fall's the best time around the holidays. Get up there. Check it out. Uh, Nemacolon.com. Dude. Money it's so in good. the bank. Shorty what you drink. Also, the t-shirt hoodie came in. It's looking good. So that will be on the website soon. I think we're they're going to be $35. Um, so get yourself a little t-shirt hoodie. Lay on the couch during the holidays. Get some stuffing all over it, cranberry sauce, whatever. We can we can sell you another one. So I would, yeah, I was I was gonna say buy one and just give it away, get regifted. It's great. Regifted. It's great. Again, Buddy everyone, man. thank you so much for tuning in, Mitchell Tenpenny. Always. Thank you, my man, for coming on the podcast. I know I've been running running you down, and I finally got you. So I appreciate it. Um, we appreciate it. And make sure you go over to Chase at underscore Birdies. Check us out on Instagram, chasingbirdies.com. Listen to the old episodes. The new T-shirt's going to be up on there. Anything else you got, bud? Um, 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 um. No, I just want to thank uh, thank you, bud, for being a good podcast partner. I want to thank Evo over at Simpler Media for putting this thing together. Obviously, Rachel London, Jacqueline DiPateria for all their social media help. I know Brandon Katziff is laughing right now because he said that exactly to me the other day he's like your thank yous are just incredible so thank you to all you listening out there on chasing birdies and we will catch y'all in two